0: We wish everybody a happy Purim and an easy fast. We're recording from the neshavah of my father, Shlomo Chaim Ben David. Today I wanted to talk about the holiday of Purim and its greatest villain, Haman. Haman in the Megillah is called Haman HaAgagi, the Agagite. Why? Why is this ancient Hitler that wanted to kill all the Jews... and wiped them off the map, just like Hitler did. And through the great miracle of Purim, Mordechai and Esther, God saved us all. That's why we have to be tremendously joyful on Purim. Agad was no other than the king of Amalek during the kingdom and reign of our first Jewish king, Shaul, Saul. And the great prophet Samuel Shemuel gave him a mandate He said, God made you king in order for you to annihilate Amalek. Wipe them off the map. And unfortunately, Shaul only did this half-heartedly. He did wipe out all the Amalekites, but he did not kill their king. And he left him alive, he put him in a prison, and he left all the cattle alive. This is the after that we read on Parshat Zahor, and I would love to do another class on that, because it's just a fascinating... But Haman is a direct descendant of Agag. And that's why it's his last name. He's called Haman Agagi. Why? Because while the king was in the prison, a Amalekite woman came, some type of prostitute or God knows what. Agag impregnated her and she ran away. And through her children, the evil line of Amalek continued. And later in history from her descendants and Agag's descendants came Haman, which is the most evil of evil. So what, what's the ethical lesson? I think it really hit me this year. The Torah is teaching us that we should never try to treat the Torah and God's commandments like a salad bar or rationalize. When we start picking and choosing God's commandments and saying, oh, rationalizing, oh, let's throw away this small detail, let's be open orthodox on that detail, modern orthodox on that Detail, and let's, why you being so fanatical, it's the spirit of the law that counts, and we don't do it exactly the way God wants with all our heart and all our soul, we see the lesson is, the net result is that we end up with the individual like Haman. I mean, historically, factually, he's a direct result of the king of Israel, Shaul, rationalizing in his own mind not to keep the commandment of destroying Amalek and leaving one person alive, their king. And through that one person, the nation grew again and they really wanted to annihilate every single Jew. And we have to also keep in mind that when Shemuel came along he did, the Prophet himself killed Agag, But still it was too late. So may God help us that we are living in a society where everybody's looking for loopholes and never in the history of mankind were people so autonomous. We live in a de- democracy which psychologically and subconsciously makes us think that why should I be subservient to God? I'll do whatever is my best interest. Okay, I'll do some of the commandments, the commandments that are hard. You know, it's a free world. Well, that attitude, God forbid, will not bring Mashiach, will not bring miracles to your life. And that attitude will, God forbid, bring more Hamans into the world. But on the other hand, we must try to our best ability, of course, only God is perfect, according to our very humble and limited capabilities, in principle at least, to try to do everything to its most perfect. And then of course, well, God will guide us to do the mitzvahs appropriately. But in, if we start rationalizing and as a agenda, start looking for loopholes and leaving loose ends, that's when we, God forbid, we create through our own hands, Haman. So may this be a lesson that Torah Hashem meshivat nafesh. When is the Torah so beautiful and praiseworthy and really soothes your soul when it's carried out perfectly. But when it's not carried out perfectly, then that loose thread leads that the whole carpet goes down the drain. So have a happy Purim. And let's be like Mordechai and Esther that complete the job.